1: I'm gonna okay. go through the murders first. And, okay, because it shit went down quick. Yeah. Um. So he said they had hung out for a while, and when Wallace was leaving, what do you think happened? He put her in a chokehold. He got a he got one of his little customary goodbye hugs, which he likes to do. Which turns out is a maneuver technique to get them in a you know defenseless basically position. defenseless position, and put her in a chokehold. Jesus. Then he told her he wanted to have sex with her. She said she was sick and couldn't do it. So he was like, prove it. Bring me some medication. Bring me a prescription. I'm like, she can't. I'm like, what do you mean? It's cold, bro. <laughs> so then, after forcing her to have sex with him on the kitchen floor, like uh, an animal, Wallace put her in yet another chokehold until she passed out. He then went to the bathroom, grabbed a towel, and began to strangle her. Except this time She started regaining consciousness A little bit quicker Than other people And uh, She started Began Started Began like To gasp for air And I guess Struggle a little bit So then He decided to stab her Four times with a knife
2: Well oh, that That escalated Real fucking quick
1: mm-hmm. Um So After he had stabbed her And basically killed her Right there in the kitchen floor While her two children Were there Asleep The oldest son Started to wake up yeah, just
2: imagine this was loud as shit.
1: I mean, if he's choking her, you can't make much noise when you're getting choked.
2: I no, mean, you're stabbing someone though? They're going to make some noise.
1: If you, if you still have their, like, windpipe closed though.
2: Yeah, I guess that's true.
1: You'll hear, like, you'll hear the puncture sound, I guess, but... Yeah. they it. They could have had a TV going, who knows. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Um. So, the oldest son started waking up, and Wallace actually told him to go back to bed. And the kid did, because it was somebody that they were used to seeing around. And, uh... He like so he had already kind of wiped down some of his fingerprints from anything that we used as evidence or anywhere they would probably dust for fingerprints, and then he actually used a towel to open the back door so he wouldn't leave fingerprints on that.
2: I'm surprised he left the kids that saw his face mm-hmm. and knew him
1: mm-hmm. after mm-hmm.
2: killing his mom right at least
1: it, at least he kind of has a code right i mean he doesn't kill he didn't kill the kid he didn't kill the kid when he left he threw the towel and the knife over the fence into the neighbor's backyard like what the fuck are they gonna like they're gonna be like oh like bl- bl- bloody, bloody uh the knife was wiped down wiped clean okay so. but bloody towel you had blood on your hands bro come on yeah first of all why the fuck is there a towel and knife in my backyard now
2: yeah here is a quick word from our sponsor
0: Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from round the globe. Enjoy the show.
2: I was just hoping the neighbor touches it, all the fingerprints are on the murder weapon. Hey, I think
1: they did it. Fuck,
2: I, I guess she was
1: putting her music on too loud.
2: <laughs> they went over, jumped the fence, stabbed her with their own knife, and then threw it back yeah, on their own side of the, on the fence.
1: Back in their own yard, I'm like, hey, it's mine. I, she came over here and stabbed herself and somehow managed to keep all the blood in her.
2: Yeah.
1: And then went back to her room and died. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, serial killers aren't always pretty smart, you know?
2: I would say most of the time they they're, time they're above average. Like I would say most yeah, the time if they so?
1: if they have a long like stretch of getting away with it, pretty intelligent. Yeah, that's what
2: I'm saying. I think most of them are are actually pretty smart for the most part. And overall. lucky
1: and fucking lucky.
2: Well, a lot of it was pre technology. Like yeah. Pre DNA like planned and out surveillance cameras, cell phones. Yeah. You know, before it, all of that became a thing.
1: All right, and so let's move on to uh, the murder of Vanessa Mack.
2: Return of Mac. Hmm. Or not so much
1: So on February 20th 1994 uh, Vanessa Mack Mother of two daughters uh, Was found dead in her apartment By one of the girl's grandmothers The oldest girl's grandmother um, She was found lying on her bed With a towel around her neck And blood coming from her nose Ears and back of her head So I kind of shortened that bit Because the confession is really what Tells you what went down
2: Yeah
1: So again uh Wallace uh, confessed that he had called Vanessa to see if she was home. And when she picked up, he hung up because he knew she was home. And he walked to her apartment. Um, he admitted his motives were robbery, basically in order to support his crack slash cocaine addiction, and murder. Um, so, again, he tried to maneuver Vanessa into a position where he could apply chokehold, but she wouldn't hug him. You Smart. Know, some people aren't huggers. Yeah. I mean, I am, but if you try to choke me. I'm a bit better at fighting. I hope. Um, I'm also definitely not like the normal serial killers type.
2: You're a little thick for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All these thick boy hike and bike clubs
2: <laughs> makes you harder to kidnap. Harder for the kidnappers. I'm,
1: I'm sturdy. <laughs> <laughs> I look like I can take a punch. <laughs> Congress. <laughs> um so when the hugging technique didn't really pan out. So this is
2: the first time that didn't work, huh? So that's gotta be a, kind of a shock to him, I imagine.
1: I'm gonna tell you this, this man recovers quickly. He knows what he's about. He uh says you wouldn't hug him. And so then he's like, Hey, can I get can I get like a drink, something to drink? So when she turned around, he pulled out a pillowcase that he had brought with him. <laughs> she brought a pillowcase with him. I don't know. He's a big man. He wore baggy true. clothes. He can hide all kinds of shit in those like That's old, big 90s ass clothes. pockets. Yeah, and he strangled her with it. You know. So while he was strangling her and tightening it up, he exc- he explained that it's a robbery, and that he moved them into the bedroom. And demanded her ATM card and PIN number. So, uh, afterwards, he, again, forced her to have sex with him. And when they're finished, he's like, you need to put some clothes on. So, she starts putting her clothes on. And then, apparently, the pillowcase is still around her neck at this point. And he just tightened that shit. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know know either. So, strangled her to death with the pillowcase. So, after he killed her, he went to check on the four-month-old daughter I was lying there, and he stayed until she fell asleep. So he's like weirdly making sure the baby's okay. And then he walked down the street and called a cab. And then he tried to use her ATM card, but the PIN number was incorrect.
2: This guy's strange.
1: He's he's a weird fucking cat. Yeah.
2: But you're right. He does have some sort of code, though.
1: Yeah. And so these are like, I think those next two. Yeah, the next two are like really rough.
2: Uh, <laughs> I mean, these opposed, weren't as opposed rough. to the others weren't, but like these are these, are these
1: are like super sad. Um, so the Betty Bockham murder on March 9th, 1994, Betty Bockham, assistant manager of the Bojangles on Central Ave, um, did not report to work. Her boss uh, called her, no response. Uh, she missed her shift the next day, and two of her coworkers stopped by her apartment to see if she was okay. Uh, they saw her car was there, and they knocked on the door, but didn't receive a response. And they even looked through the windows, saw nothing was nothing was off. So on the third day of missing work, her boss, Jeffrey Ellis, because uh, he had already called her mother to let her know, so he called her mother again, and they decided to go to the police. And on March 10th, Officer Gregory Norwood received a call to respond to a girl's body being found in an apartment, and she was unresponsive. And uh, Officer Norwood found Betty's body lying face down with a towel around her neck. Uh, Henry Wallace said that he had went to the apartment and told her he needed to use the phone. And as he was leaving, he placed her in yet another chokehold and told her it was a robbery.
2: That's guy's He's got his M.O.
1: That's that's an M.O. Right. That's what he's about. So it makes you a serial killer. Yeah. Um. So he was demanding the alarm code, keys, and the safe combination to the jungle she worked at. Um. And after she like kind of giving him what he asked for. It took her 30 minutes to disclose the safe combination. So, Thank you
2: all for listening, and until next time.
1: This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.